0: Welcome back to It Starts Now, the happy hour of finance and business. My name is Stanley.
1: And my name is Nicole Boval of uh, Boval Law Firm LLC.
0: So, Nicole, we're glad to have you today. I know your background, uh, there's a lot that's going on, especially graduating from the University of Syracuse and starting your whole, well, I guess, sort of like your career path, right? From a young age. Because you volunteered at the family court. You want to dive into that?
1: Yes. um, I knew that I wanted to be a lawyer since the age of four. So um, my mom had a family friend who was a judge at the time. And he was one of the youngest judges he got, um, nominated at 35. And I would volunteer my summers when I came back from Temple University. And I was sitting in the family court. And the family court, if I could give you a glimpse of it for the viewers, um, represented what you see on Judge Judy. It was it was a lot of entertainment and it was a lot of learning um, and things of that nature, like mediation and stuff like that. But um, the good thing is I found that I still want to do law. And the um, other thing was that I did not want to practice family law and that still stands today. I do not engage in family law. It's too, too uh, emotional, too heartbreaking. And there are a lot of factors that go into getting people to see eye
0: to eye. That. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine because um, sometimes when I'm watching those family court shows mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm shocked that these people actually go on, um, go on TV and, you know, I don't want to use the wrong word, but ridicule themselves, basically. Um, That's
1: how it is that's how it is they embarrass themselves we have a lot of characters we have people who think that they can outsmart people so they tell lies and it's like um that doesn't even make sense but if you want to roll with it roll with it and then you have characters who um who come in and they have lawyers and stuff and if they listen to their lawyer's strategy um they would win and i've seen someone throw away an entire case that was in their favor because they decided to make it emotional so i think that's just a play even for business you have to know how to separate your emotions from the situation sometimes you have to know how to step back and people just don't know how to play these cards in their favor i i mean it, it's almost The legal world and anything you're dealing with, even in the professional, you have to know when to play cards. I'm not saying that you won't feel pain, you won't feel hurt, but you have to know when to step back from emotion and use logic in a situation, especially logic that will bring about about the best results that you're seeking. So...
0: So mostly the stuff is strategy then?
1: I I believe it is. Because if I'm saying my ex is abusive, and one particular case that i'm thinking about this lady did not want the guy to stay with the ex he was abusive he had beat her many times but she got on the stand and she started talking about everything else about him cheating on her having maids and all this stuff and him um which in this day would be different him taking her up as a young bride but he had her parental consent whereas today they would press charges for statutory rape Mm because she admitted that it was statutory rape, um, even though the parents agreed and it was consensual. She got on there and cried. And I think that she forgot to tell the story. I stood outside because most of the time I was with the court clerk while the judge was in his chambers. Mm -hmm. When I saw the attorney speak to her, this is what you're going to say. You're not going to say that. Once she did that, the judge determined that she had no reason to keep the child away. But what she should have been stressing was the domestic abuse charges. And things like that, he he it's unsafe because he's done XYZ. Um, I feel like he's hit the child, it's been excessive. You have to have some kind of strategy. You can't go in there and she was crying in all the tissues. This is not a Dr. Phil moment. This is a a court, you're before a judge, there's certain elements that they're considering and they're checking off those elements. Just like for a lot of these high strategy cases, the the, the prosecutor will talk to the judge and the judge may tell you what evidence they're admitting into court. So you may find that um, you see in the news that they, oh, they had this video. But then when you get to court because of the evidence rules, it's excluded. So you have to have a strategy, just like if there are two co-defendants, what do sometimes, if they have different lawyers, they do. They turn the story that this one did it, I didn't do it. I shot him, just like, okay, a, a controversial case right now. I go into mm-hmm. Megan St. Uh, Megan the Stallion and Tory Lanez. All right. She came forward and she gave a statement under pressure. And my personal opinion is it was better she had kept her mouth closed and especially him. I think that it was a bad look mm-hmm. for him to come on and talk. And up to today, I won't call judgments of who shot who or who did it. When she came on and started to talk and give her emotions, and I thought people were my friends, that is true. I agree with you on a moral level. I feel that it was wrong for people to attack her, to antagonize her, and frankly, the people that are doing it are dumb. You do not have a case and you start talking. Whether it's a lawsuit or civil, you keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. That case is there because you now are giving that lawyer something to work with. So I may have had nothing, against your case but when you open your mouth and you don't have a lawyer there you
0: You disclose everything
1: yes and that's why in depositions when you have a deposition, lawyers will object people try to ask you these underlying crazy questions out of control questions even for jeffrey epstein they asked him what was the size of his private parts that was crazy and notice he got up and walked out and the lawyer objected there's a reason why You cannot, you want to be careful with talking. And if you talk too much, you'll end up in danger, even if you are correct. And she gave him um, some material to work with, his lawyer's material to work with, that they will try to get into court. Um, She said she was walking away um, and Tori Ling shot me that and I, she used the derogatory terms right and when you say you were walking away girl what are you doing what are you doing don't do that keep that to yourself when you say that it could have been anyone as far as we know they're worth oh that's true and when you open he comes out saying all this stuff he never said in his thing whether he shot her or not but because she gave him that material. He, he was able to go with it. People saying, oh, you weren't shot. And then she's saying that the doctor has evidence that she was shot. And that to me confirms there was some kind of shooting. People are arguing as over abrasions and I'm not gonna do that because I am not a doctor. I don't know that for a fact, but if a doctor is saying that I'm certain there are certain things in medical evidence that proves nine out of 10 times if this occurs, you've been shot. It may not be to the degree of someone else who has all their bones shattered, but you don't give people more than they need. So when you have a legal proceeding, you keep your mouth shut so that your lawyer can work strategies because that is what lawyers do. And even I had to come to grips with that um, everyone needs representation, Mm -hmm. Not a moral ground, not emotional grounds. Some people, I'm like, how could you represent them? You have no morals. You have no character. And what people look for, good defense attorneys, we know they did it. You know they did it. But you're coming up with a strategy, just like the famous Johnny Cochran case. Um, if the glove doesn't fit, it must acquit. They didn't tell you all the stuff he was taking for that glove to, for the glove to fit. They didn't tell you how leather, um, how the materials and leather changed, which changes over, affected. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you have to play along with your lawyer. There are times where you have to ignore the guidance of a lawyer because some lawyers are not for you, and I let people know this from the jump. If you feel a lawyer is not representing you, because we do have people that have law degrees and that type mm-hmm. of profession, you have good and the bad. But if you have people with law degrees and you feel they're talking too much in a bankruptcy profession, you have to get rid of them. And you can terminate a relationship with a lawyer. Sometimes, depending on the type of case, there has to be some motion made by that same lawyer. Mm-hmm. and you terminate it I, it gets difficult depending on the matter so i don't want to get into specifics but this is something that common people need to know and that was one of the things that we are going to discuss because people take things that they hear and they take it as fact and as truth and i know it's not true right you because, can't take
0: everything at face value
1: yes and it goes back to what we said is strategy a word that i hated but <laughs> strategy. I like to be authentic. <laughs> I mean, you're also my friend outside of this. So you know that we thrive for of authenticity. That's right. what makes us up. That makes up our personality. Correct. That makes what the, that makes what, why we have a connection. And most of the times, if I come out to an event why I get along with your friends, because we all are based off of that principle of authenticity and mm-hmm. reality. but you have to strategize and everything over time has taught me about strategizing for instance since we're talking about finance and business we'll start a contract right now the contract world is shaky, but the thing i tell people is despite what you've heard on these popular law programs Mm -hmm. or your street corner lawyer without the the degree or the bar licensing you can sign a contract and if the court determines it's unfair mm-hmm. or you want to walk away, you can walk away. Now, morally, everyone won't agree with that. Um, and this is even in cases where ninety-nine point nine point nine nine percent people are known in that industry to win. Why do I say that? i have right. gone beyond the textbook knowledge. I've had cases from, I remember the first year I was out of law school, and I had a friend that signed an ironclad deal with a gym. He's actually a mutual friend of ours.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: he could not get out the contract. He did something idiotic. He <laughs> <laughs> started in that contract. Mm-hmm. I told him, give me the papers. We were able to get him out of that contract. Now people are able to break contracts with that establishment. And they I think they faded away as an as a franchise. Mm-hmm. But you need to know that just because I put my name and sign something, I'm not bound by it. That is true, whether it, especially if it's criminal, the court will not do it. If it's right. unfair. If but what if no it's law,
0: a, a if it's a contract where there's money involved?
1: You that's where I'm getting to. There okay. are nuances. You will not be able to walk away from every contract scot-free. For instance, you have. We'll go back to Megan the sound. She makes a good. Um, Popular culture reference for the legal world. Mm-hmm. She found that her contract with Carl Crawford was unjust. Um, he has tapes of her signing it when she signed it, when she toasted, she didn't see anything wrong with it, and she was laughing with him. She wants to walk away. In that case, Megan's not walking away free. Megan will not walk away free because there's money involved. He made investments. We know he made investments mm-hmm. and he can prove that he spent money, even if she thinks it's that other guy from Houston who she's acquainted with, mm-hmm. um, was giving her the money. That's not his money. It was coming from Carl Crawford. He can show he made investments. What the court will do is try to make each party whole. So you can't walk away out of an obligation that you were supposed to pay money and just walk away just like that. Right. It's not going to happen. However, there are cases where you can, that would, it would have to be, you'd have to prove some craziness or act of God happened that you couldn't perform the contract.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So I don't think that you can walk away from your responsibilities, but I'm saying there's some contracts and there's some terms that companies try to hold people to. And it's unconscionable and it's unfair and you can walk away. I had someone who was tied to a celebrity and me being a smaller person um i he he signed a contract and he's like oh i didn't sign nothing because clients never tell lawyers the truth and for anyone listening please when you come to us don't tell us what you think will win the case tell us mm-hmm. the whole story we will take the facts we will come up with a strategy we will develop the arguments because i found in law and even though i say this people lie to their lawyers Mm-hmm. and you as a lawyer find out it may be when it's too late or you could have changed the strategy at trial or when your hands are tied. And he argued, and I said, you know what? I know that's not true. I know those people, and this is how the industry works. And I have to tell them the truth. I'm not like other lawyers who lie to people. I don't think that you can get away with this. I'm going to contact the other side, contact their lawyer, this side, contact this television network. And I spoke with him. And I asked them to not use whatever they were planning to use. And we walked away. And he got out of that contract. And today, I thank God, the good Lord, that that footage has never been used. And he wanted to sue. And I know that it's only one case I've heard of recently that you get out with networks. Because I hear people having suits. Because they have lawyers to the gods.
2: Yeah. And, make yeah. Sure,
1: and, and it's tight. Those. Yeah. Are these, Right. You're not some some
0: companies have a floor of lawyers.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, And that's why. And Donald Trump is a, a prime example mm. of having lawyers and using his lawyers. He talks big, but there was one thing I remember I watched with him where the kid had um, made hats similar mm. to his hat.
2: Right.
1: I'm thinking, you know, he won't be watching that. He doesn't know the kid. He found out and he had his lawyers approach the kid. And they sued him. But in the end, the kid got, I paid out $100,000 and he had to stop making the hats. Wow. So, yes. So you, there are times where you can be at fault and walk away. And the courts will not enforce something that's unfair. Do not believe because I put my name on that dotted line, I'm bound to be in some prison or something unfair. There are times where you have to break the contract. You have to break the lease. but so make sure whatever you're breaking that you sign that you have some valid basis it's not because you want to run away from an obligation Mm -hmm. because the court has to make the person whole and you have to come with money that's the other thing Um, i had my first instance where this lady was trying to start a business and it dealt with the trucking industry and she it seemed like she hired a lawyer me to walk away without paying the guy and return the truck. Nah, nah, it doesn't work that yeah. way. Yeah. We, You may have suffered losses. We're sorry, but you got to make him whole. You got to come to the table with money. And I'm talking about other major players where it was businesses and we were the smaller guy. And that's the other thing, pe- mistakes people make. They think because they hire some big shot that they're going to win um i know someone who's passed around in the celebrity world and the dude is a hot mess he doesn't win cases he leaves them with stains, and that's not winning to me your client needs to walk away with some wholeness sometimes you're going to take some wounds but it should not be to a caliber of 93 percent what are you Mm -hmm. doing why are you on things and i would constantly speak out against him and it was because somebody i knew had made the papers and they went to jail, and had the guy just done legal research, which is what every lawyer needs to do, he would have been able to have that client walk out scot-free.
0: Now, quick question. Are there cases where the person ends up paying more because they neglect their responsibilities?
1: Yes, it goes back to, is it an unconscionable situation? Okay. How unjust did you make it? Sometimes you pay more and it goes back to your lawyer and negotiating. And the thing is people have to understand the art of settling. Um, You have some cases where people have these crazy ideas and it comes back to watching TV and they think that if they fight down to the ground, they're going to get what they want. Some cases you don't have a case. The statute of limitations has told it's run their course. And if someone puts money on the table, like, oh, I was supposed to perform this decree, this divorce decree. I was supposed to perform this. I agree that it happened maybe it was due of 1994. And now we're in 2020.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I agree to give you, I was supposed to give you a hundred thousand, but I'm going to give you 30 or 50. Take the 30 or 50 because when you go to court, you don't know if the judge is going to give you anything, and then you pay legal expenses. So you have to be aware of those things. And the other thing I would say to people, you might not have money to pay a lawyer, but still go see a lawyer. Sometimes you might have a winnable case, and the lawyer may um, charge you on a contingency basis, which means they take the, they pay the upfront costs. Maybe they might make you pay two grand or something less than two grand, or maybe just the filing fees because Mm -hmm. it does cost to file those documents. To file in court, sometimes on an average it's 410 to start a lawsuit. But you try to see if somebody will take your case on a contingency basis, and you will not have to worry about those legal fees. Your lawyer will take care of getting the legal fees and you getting your damages. But the thing is, why contracts are so big with the pandemic, we have people breaching contracts,
0: mm-hmm. especially the renters, right?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. We have people breaching contracts, wedding stuff, and we and they can't make it good. They don't have the money. The businesses went over under. They're contemplating filing bankruptcy. And then we have wedding venues, which is heartbreaking. Um, there was a case that made it to the news. And I hope the guy goes and sees the lawyer and starts a lawsuit. His fiance died in a car crash. He could prove it. The wedding hall, even though it was the pandemic, was requiring him to pay 40 grand. And would That's not outrageous. Yes. So we have a lot of those cases where contracts are being breached because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I find it with wedding venues, and I have a problem with that. I think it's just good business principle to give back people part of their money. So these are cases that I would, I would, if I was the parties, take to court and um, sue them for breach of contract because you cannot take my money. And refuse to return it or require me to pay money on something that you can't deliver. I can't pay for a party of 300, and with the pandemic, I can only seat 20 people. That is not fair to me. Right. So at this point, I'm not receiving the value of my service. So either you're going to give me a prorated rate, I believe the courts will have to decide because it depends on what you sign. So I think that that's why contracts are a big deal. And then on other levels, people can't perform; they're out of, out of business. They're one paycheck away from um, being homeless or having their home in foreclosure, and they're deciding between um, their business, which has kept them afloat all these years, or Mm. paying their personal bills. So you will have a lot of breach of contract. Um, And I think the thing is, now even businesses are petitioning the White House, because we have that up in limbo as to what, can you guys do to shield us from coronavirus lawsuits? Every time I go online, there's a coronavirus. I haven't got um, notifications that people are soon universities, because if you send the students home and I paid for me to be on campus and I pay room and board That's and you true. send me home, what's good? I want my money. You might, yeah. 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 You got to do something prorated. If I stay there and i was supposed to stay there from August to December and you send me home in september i want my money back i paid for meal plan i need my money back because i'm not eating all that stuff Mm -hmm.
0: meal plan room and board
1: yes yes so you have to consider these things and they started a class action so contracts are being breached and i think that's where lawyers are in limbo because the pandemic has made you have to advise people on issues that you don't know how it's going to play out Right. So the things that people need to do, if you have a small business, you take precautions. Make sure you have a list of people who are coming in there. Make sure you ha- you file the requirements. If you're required by state law to have a mask, have a mask, because we don't know how that's going to play out in the end. And have a list of people and check your insurance. Check your insurance. You may need to update it. You, need, you may need to um, add um, loss of use and things like that because a lot of people were finding out business owners that their insurance wasn't covering them like you could file a loss of use because this is a case of loss of use because you have the pandemic you don't have people flowing into your business as it is so loss of use for insurance claims deal with like god forbid i have um someone next door to me who's building their home knock off my roof it's not the fault of my insurance company. And according to general, general insurance, it wouldn't cover that. But if I pay for loss of use, the insurance will have to cover me possibly staying in a hotel. Any, any damages that I may incur just to make me whole for a time being, it will not be excessive. You're not going to get 1.5 million, but something livable that you don't go under financially. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's something that business owners need to look into following state guidelines mandates keep a toll of who's coming in and out of your place in case you're sued for someone contracting coronavirus make sure you have all the safety measures in place the next thing is with people who run professional services the thing is cybersecurity is important and we know this from before the pandemic cuz we've had major cases mm-hmm. where people are not telling the public the truth um, hey, they sold your information on the black market. We had Windham Hotel, the biggest violator and the FTC stepped in and find them and best believe that today people are more knowledgeable. I find that people know more of the law today and they will call those numbers. So you want to make sure you have a system in place where you're protecting people's private information if you're dealing with social security, anything of a private nature, medical information, have a cybersecurity program in place. God forbid that someone tries to attempt to breach. And also the reason it matters for businesses and even small businesses is because everyone's working from home. So if I'm working from home, I have my husband, I have other people coming in at my house you have to have safety measures in place for your employees so that you eliminate the risk of information being breached because you can be held liable and you can even be held liable by the government and have to pay penalties. So I wanted to make sure I got that out because this is how the that's how the pandemic changed things and it also changed other things which I won't get into too much because we have stay at home moms, people firing people and Mm -hmm. a woman brought a discrimination. Let's not,
0: let's not be prejudiced. We got stay at home dads too. (laughs) 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 But go ahead.
1: Whatever it is, whatever the situation, there are lawsuits and there should be a lawsuit. I don't understand because I deal with it all the time. People have kids. We got to be realistic depending on your age group. Somebody has a kid out there. Once you're above 23 or so, everybody has some child at home, whether there's their niece and you will hear screaming. And I find it unfair. It's unfortunate people are expecting to have the office atmosphere where you hear nothing and it's zen. It's mm-hmm. not going to be like that. We got to be realistic. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you have to have those precautions in place because you will encounter lawsuits. And then with school closings, because right. you have a lot of women choosing before between am i going to go in the workplace yeah or Mm -hmm. or um stay home with my kid and they have to make a choice between survival so yeah and i've I've
0: seen it i've seen friends that uh one of major concern major concern is the fact that hey school's closed are you going to provide me uh, child care because if -hmm. you're not going to provide me child care then i need to go And if you're gonna reduce my hours or cut back my pay, then I'm I'm best at home than I am at work. So, right.
1: Yeah, so those are things that people have to consider. And you can bring a suit and an employer needs to um, prepare for that. And that's what I'm saying about now the pandemic has changed the legal world. Mm -hmm. You, You can only guide people. And this I know because behind the scenes, Us lawyers got together and there have been a lot of dialogue, a lot of talk, and people just don't know how to post stuff um, because it's a new area. There's no really, there's no real precedent. There's precedent, but then the pandemic messes up what a a precedent is. Mm -hmm. So, those are areas that the person who might be the injured party, the employee, and the employer has to consider. So, That is definitely an issue. And then the other thing I wanted to address before I get into landlord-tenant law um, is that when you went with the pandemic and filing lawsuits, it's caused kind of a lot of uh, sleepless nights, heartaches for lawyers, because of course <laughs> Guys, guys, you're calling us as though we can do something with the judges. Right. Listen, they have families too. And before courts, as you know, it was packed, especially in New York, to capacity, you Mm -hmm. walk into a room, the the people are spilled into the hall because everyone can't fit in the amount of cases that they process in a day. Right, right. Um, And then on top of it, when we were at the height of the pandemic, I think even in June, Mayor de Blasio was begging courts to open back up because they couldn't process the criminals. And I, I hear people blaming their cities, but the issue is that courts are now slower.
0: But why is it that, uh, quick question uh, before you get into the, the rental thing and, and continue, um, then why is it that New York state, when you file, for, when you file an LLC or any type of corp- corporation, mm-hmm. one thing they want to you they want you to do is publish in the newspapers, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: they want you to pay that fee. But during this pandemic time, a lot of people are forced to go, um, uh, become entrepreneurs and be- become independent, um why is it that they're not waiving it? You know, people are bypassing it right now because they're saying I can't afford it. I need to start my business, right? So I can't go the, the traditional route yeah. where I go put it in uh, the newspapers and wait for the, that X amount of um, days. I think it's like a 45, no, a little longer than 45 days yeah. just to get approval for me to operate in New York City. Why don't they just waive it to allow people to start their businesses?
1: I think they should waive it. Um, I think that's something they need to take up with their councilman, okay. their congressperson, because that's the person running it. Um, they can go to the board and have some, if if people petition and say, hey, and contact them and say as a business owner, people trying to start stuff, there's a publication fee and it's a problem. But I feel like it's always been a problem. I remember being <laughs> younger with people I don't want to say, I shouldn't say this is the word of people not paying it and running their business. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the people are paying this. I know this for a fact, but, I, <laughs> but <laughs> on a serious note, people need to contact, pick up the phone, contact your congress member, right. contact the Brooklyn Chamber of Commerce. They are a very powerful business group here in New York. And when I say if you are in Brooklyn, doing business in Brooklyn, you need to be a part of that group. That group is very powerful. They make a lot of movements out of the Chamber of Commerce meetings mm-hmm. that I have attended in New York. Those are number one, your main people, because they know who to call, where to call, and they can get them wherever they are in the booth, in the back, in the corner, wherever they are, they know how to reach those people because they do care about business owners. New York City is strapped for cash. The mayor has to furlough his salary and everyone else's. So if you are talking about business and bringing dollars into the city, they are going to care. So you have to call your chamber of commerce. And at almost, I would say every chamber of commerce in New York City, Mm -hmm. So there's
0: one for every borough.
1: Yes, for every borough and even Mm -hmm. neighborhoods. I know there was the Greenwich Village Chamber of Commerce. I was a part of, they have a lot of people who are movers and shakers there. It was Mm -hmm. a very good group for me. It's just that I haven't had time constraints. I never got to go. I went once to the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce, but the one that I know that's live that business owners have talked to me about in New York City's Brooklyn Chambers of Commerce. That is a powerful group they actually make movements, and it will help you as a business owner to make those connections and contacts. So you need to be calling them, you need to call your Congress, councilman, anybody who's a congresswoman or senator in your district because they need to talk to them about waiving those fees, I think that's good. And if you can show financial hardship, they should, they should actually waive it. Just like now they have car inspections, that are due on October 31st, they pushed it back to November 3rd. It's people contacting their congressmen. And then even look, the taxi drivers are talking and making news appearances. So I think that entrepreneurs need to do that. Just like they've been getting at Bill de Blasio and Governor Cuomo about, yes, and you need to contact Governor Cuomo's office, about that new lockdown with the red and the orange Mm -hmm. zones. If you start to speak up, they're going to listen because they initially were going to call close all businesses and people like, wait, 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 we did it for three months. We cannot afford it. You are going to cripple us. And the city cares because if I take away your finances, mm-hmm. that cripples you in terms of other markets like housing. Right. So they cannot afford to have that issue. And, and that brings us up to now housing. Housing during the pandemic, I've gotten a lot of calls. It's been distressing calls, um, mainly from landlords because they may have been getting 60000 Like I saw one case, the lady was making 60000 She took her life savings, bought six homes, and she was only bringing in $12,000 in rent. People were not paying the rent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think, and I've seen some heartbreaking stuff where I've seen landlords um, illegally lock out people. So I remember when we were talking about what we would discuss and what we would bring. I think that that is a hot topic that needs to be discussed because God's blessed the both of us that we're doing well and prospering mm-hmm. during this time. I thank God. I'm yeah, very grateful. grateful. Yes, because when you turn on the news, it's so disheartening to see Yeah people in aviation, 100,000 jobs. Before. Oh, trust me. Yeah, I, I just had someone who was talking to me and I had to just sit there because they bought services before and just give free advice because mm-hmm. they needed some quick cash and they had to make some movements. Mm-hmm. Um, And they were doing it on their own, but they just needed advice. And normally at this stage of the game, I stopped doing free things like that. But that was so, that pulled so much at my heartstrings. And then you hear in Broadway, New York City, it brings in billions, 90,000 Yeah, I
0: actually, two things I want to say real quickly. One, a friend of mine did post, uh, phase on. he posted something on his uh, IG page where he said, I am so grateful that I didn't need anything during this pandemic. I didn't have a, a need. And when I read that post, it hits home because... Um, I guess that was a reflection for me to, to, to really give praise and say thank you, because I haven't had a need either. Yeah. And, I, and I was grateful for that. The second thing is I mm-hmm. spoke to somebody, uh, Matt, he actually works. Uh, he's one of the drummers for Wicked. And oh, wow. we spoke about Broadway. And he, mm-hmm. one of the things that he mentioned was that Broadway never closed never closed before <laughs> it used to be like snow to from all the way up to your chin like i'm exaggerating but it, <laughs> he said it still would not close and now all of a sudden with this pandemic it's like a, it's a western town like you yes. can he- you can hear the, the the wind blow there's nothing going on
1: yes and it, that's why it's so important that most of the things that we're addressing that it's not on a flowery level it has to be on a deep level and it has to be something that moves people Mm -hmm. so he is absolutely right about that and in new york city we have things closing that haven't closed in a 100 years so that's why the pandemic is something that you just can't you can't ignore it has to be addressed it has to be talked about even though we see in different states people are getting out but then you have a lot of people at home and Mm -hmm. it's being it's being shown in crime People yeah, are crime are going up. Yes, and people mm-hmm. are blaming. Oh, it's this protest and that. No, guys, no guys. When people no, don't have money, that's what they do. They mm-hmm. will steal. They will do whatever mm-hmm. to make sure their kids mm-hmm. are fine. And I'm. Sorry. And
0: that's when you know drugs start to flourish too, because yes, yes. people go, they um, start to lean on a lot of substance. Yes. Just to cope with with the reality, and the reality <laughs> is not, <laughs> you know. It's not in in their favor. And, and I understand that, you know, I don't condone it, but I understand that. Yeah. And, but it definitely happens because of when the lack of money circulating.
1: Yes. And then I think that that's what people ignore because there's a human side to everything. You can never just address one issue. I can sit there and talk about legal theory and all this stuff, but you have to address the human issue and mm-hmm. I think people are leaving that out. And the other thing is that the government can't pay the insha- the, the unemployment benefits. And they're now processing claims from the summer. What the heck? So then right. what are people doing? That's why you're seeing numbers go up. And that's the way it was at one point in New York. So...
0: I remember back in the late 80s or yes. early 80s, I should say.
1: Yes, because people think, and these are personal opinions. It's not legal. People think, oh, put the, put more cops on the street, blah, blah, blah. All you're doing is increasing arrest rates, okay? What changed and made um, this city get better during that time where it was dangerous? I remember you couldn't even wear, if you got a gold chain engagement, anything, you could not wear it on the train. You could not travel with it because you don't know if you were coming home with it. Somebody mm. would, would get your stuff. So the thing is, once the economy started booming and people who were of a certain low-income backgrounds were getting mm-hmm. money, it stopped. And we have mm-hmm. to be real. The economy impacts everything. Yeah. So and that's just, why it's
0: important to have like jobs like McDonald's.
1: Yes, that yes. Is really they ir- yes. They look down on it. They look
0: down on it. And I'm like, no, you need those type of jobs because yes. those type of jobs keep people off the streets. Yes. And when they're off the streets, they're not thinking with that criminal mind
1: no they're not and the thing is a job is a job mm-hmm. i i think that people get lost in translations. this person has this degree why are they working there thank god they have that they got something right yes and then the mm-hmm. thing about new york unfortunately people are saying the city won't come back but we know our city is going to come back right. it, we bounce back we're a people and if mm-hmm. you can make it in new york you can make it anywhere and i believe that that is the truth um That is the truth of the matter. It's not being egotistical. It is a fact. New York will bounce back. It's the financial capital of the world. Mm -hmm. Point blank, period.
0: The city that never sleeps.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Tokyo, Japan. Let's just be real. We are the financial capital. So we will bounce back. But... New York, you could find people found jobs in anywhere that doesn't exist. Just living in so many different cities, those opportunities don't exist. So the thing is when people are blaming protesters or other things, it's really people not getting money and the government not being able to pay on these benefits. That's why states opened up earlier. Mm -hmm. Finances affect everything. It affects marriage, it affects everything, how you're raised, your background, your environment. So the thing is people need access. So the thing is, for people that are in dire need and stuff like that, there are a lot of system programs. So I'm going to speak on landlord tenant. The thing is, I have a lot of landlords calling me. And the thing was, Donald Trump implemented that federal um, moratorium. And people were angry because they said it messed with states.
0: Can you explain that?
1: Yes. A moratorium, he's saying that you cannot evict anybody from this time frame. Mm -hmm. Um, and that means that you're not leaving your place. Now, this is what I need to address because people are getting all wrong. It does not apply to you. If you have a job and whether you're working from home or wherever and you're getting a paycheck, you still owe your landlord the rent. The people who still can't pay, you still owe the landlord the rent. What I recommend if your situation is not so dear, give them something. Because when it's all said and done, you're going to be responsible for that money. Eventually, they'll be able to evict you. Um, Nothing's concrete. Landlords are also trying to petition the government. And the government's thinking of providing some relief. So you offset their costs. Because it goes back to what we said in contracts. The law likes to make both parties whole. How Mm -hmm. can I put you in the position that you were in before? And the law is thinking of how can we provide some kind of bailout because we can't have people um, not paying their rent. Like that woman who had was making $60,000 a rent and now 12,000 people not paying, not returning phone calls and things of that nature. But as it stands right now, you might not be able to be evicted or removed from your apartment, but you still will owe that landlord that rent. So we have cases that, have been filed, and they have calculated how much they owe. Now, has has it gone or any dates been added for the case to be processed? No, no dates, no judge has been assigned. And that's really what's happening. So that's why I said lawyers are having a lot of frustration, because when it comes to landlord-tenant law or anything else, you're seeing on the news, this case has been filed. That's all that's been done. It's been filed. Mm -hmm there's no judge there's limitation of services and now they're processing everything online and that is causing a major delay because they have to scan all those documents into the system so for new york we have a moratorium too first de blasio said december 31st 2020 i mean Mm -hmm. 2020 and now as far as i know it's january 1st 2020 and there are talks that it may even go into march which would make sense because people really we have to bounce back from this. We have to have something and jobs have to be created because these people cannot pay their rents
2: mm-hmm.
1: and will not be able to. So when when um, I say that, I want to just be clear because I have had landlords tell me people are not paying their rents because they listened to Governor Cuomo issue that. That is not for you. That is for the person who really is out of their job. They have no income coming in and they cannot take the couple of dollars they have to put on rent when they have to put food on the table and they have kids to take care of and other bills. Mm -hmm. And they have to maintain their car in order to get a job because they need to drive to job interviews and things of that nature. So that doesn't apply to you. So the thing also that's heart-wrenching on the other side of it, is I've seen people conduct illegal evictions and had the police come in while the girl was there and open up her apartment and change the lock on it.
0: Wow. But shouldn't the police know the laws as well?
1: They should, but people don't do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So when you're in a case like that, you want to dial three one one and report the illegal com- um, eviction. Report it immediately. The next thing is the courts the housing court is open in new york in brooklyn i don't know about because queens they're like nah we're not open when you call they're open but they're not open to the public okay but what you need to do is get on google on what or whoever you need to go to get internet if your internet's not down because you can't pay and look for legal aid legal aid is on to the point that you have legal aid lawyers. Um harassing regular lawyers for their their clients. So go and get some free legal help. That's the thing about this country. We have a lot of free stuff. You don't have access to that. So get on Legal Aid, call, try to get an attorney and they will be able to reverse that. They take off your electricity because we have them doing that as lawyers. You can get that electricity put right back on Mm -hmm. if that landlord's doing that to pressure you to move. Because we've had a landlord in Texas, it broke my heart. They have issued a moratorium and people are not listening to so the guy came out with a gun over the people's head at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. at night, had it pointed at him with his family in the house and having a young child. You know how sick that is? Yeah. And the guy had him arrested, but he told, turned, looked and turned to the news and said, you know, I still, still don't have a job and I still owe him, right? And when he gets out of jail, I still can't pay him.
0: That's devastating.
1: Yes. And he said, it's the pandemic. I don't feel like moving. And I can understand that moving, having to go to a new place. You don't know if it's a disinfected appropriately and you're exposing yourself to possibly getting COVID. I can understand those concerns. So the thing I want to recommend to people, um, I wrote down some of the places. Do you have rent assistance? So the, I know the Catholic Charities, it was on the news of New York is helping people pay their rent. And where I've heard of rent assistance way before COVID was my church. Um, They pay people's rent. A lot of these mega churches pay rent. So if you're a member and you've been there, they have you on record, take your bills to mm-hmm. them. Let them know any notices you got to show proof that you really need the money and they will help pay your bills. Pay those, the, the rent bill because that's serious. You can't be a mom of three, single mom having no form of support from the father. And you sitting there, there are a lot of resources out there for you to get rent assistance. That's one person. I saw United Way has free rent assistance. And you can drop the information in, in I guess, when you post the video in the mm-hmm. chat box.
0: Yeah, we can do that.
1: Yeah, you can. Yeah. We can definitely oh, okay. do that. Anything, to, to, Yeah, just send to it to us. Them. And we'll
0: definitely, yeah, because okay. as long as it's going to help some people, uh, we'll be more than happy to
2: do that.
1: Okay, so then that's, that's what we'll do. Um, then also um, United Way. And then I noticed the New York government has an eviction prevention page. Go to the eviction prevention prevention page. I'll give this link and go there and they tell you who to contact. to also see if you could get some kind of free rent. So you want to see if you could tap into those assistant, the, those rent assistant programs, find out what if, what organization, what charity is giving and see if you could submit your bills. You have to have proof
2: mm-hmm. because
1: we have people that are not honest that will of, submit stuff. Fine, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's what you want to take advantage of um, and that page. Um, the other thing I was going to say to people, you may be thinking, well, Okay, Nicole, you told me that when the cases come due, I have to pay that money. Um, Yes, you do. But sometimes when you go to court, if you can come up with the money that you owe the landlord, you will stay right there in your apartment if you want to. If you can come up with the money at the time the case comes and there's some kind of hearing by a judge. Um, And sometimes you're able to settle with the other side and you might your landlord still might allow you to stay there if your lease hasn't expired. So all hope is not lost on that. end. so I guess that's pretty much what I wanted to cover and let the people know in terms of the law. I hope I I hope I covered It well. And, no, and you did. Yes, yes, it was a good talk. I felt like it was such a good talk. I enjoyed talking about the Lord. I guess because I love the Lord, so it's even yeah.
0: You could, you know, the thing is, you, you could actually hear the passion and and the uh, uh, the love to, I guess, try to make things whole, right? Like you, yes. you said, um, and I think that's that's um outstanding. Not not just outstanding, but that says a lot about. Having the right people in the right positions, like you want the right person there that's going to care about the law and the people, and that's the humane side of it. And I think that's great. Did you always uh, wanted to become a lawyer?
1: Yes, I've been wanting. I wanted to be one since I was like four because my since four. Yes, my mom. My mom works in law firms, and she will watch um, a lot of shows and that's where it came up i would sit there watching the shows with her as a kid so whatever you do for parents your kids observe you and they pick up what you do and that was something i picked up and i never let go of so yeah. it, and it's crazy i did have i had a, t- a time where i nearly walked away yes i was in law school and the thing i want to tell anybody who's a law student who's watching this or your lawyer. Um, you will have moments where you want to quit. That is everything in life. And I nearly walked away because I have, I got a JD MBA. I was a joint degree and I was more enjoying the business side. Law school was tedious. You're doing 10, 12 to 14 hours of studying your first year. I was like, (laughs) guys, I'm out of here. (laughs) I'm getting ready to do the paperwork. And my mom was like, no, I don't think that's that. She was like, I think I think something else is just getting to you. She's like, those are temporary feelings. And I was telling, I remember I went to my brother and I was like, she tried to talk me out of it. I think she's crazy, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, I agree with her. He was Mm. like, you should not quit law. And you will have moments that you're tested on. And just because you are, everyone's gifted for something in life. Right. And you will be tested when you're Mm. getting ready to walk into your destiny or next level in life. You will be tested. And that's where people mess up. They quit things that they have been created to do. Right. Like there's some people, no matter how many contacts, how many connections, they have all the connections in the world and they cannot break into fields. It's because mm-hmm. they're not gifted for you. Whereas you have someone who has the talents and they're able to walk into those places easily. Right. Everybody, you still got to put
0: in the work, but yes. at least your your talent is the one that's putting you in that position.
1: Exactly, mm. exactly. And that's what I say because sometimes you talk to lawyers and the things that I hear, like that case that I told you about the ironclad gym contract. Somebody, I don't think you know this person, but she was studying to be a lawyer and she was like, Oh, you can't do it. And I was like, What? Where, where do you come up with that? I thought you fight. I mean, yeah. that was the first thing. <laughs> She's <laughs> not know, from Brooklyn. Say, oh, you mean I can't do it? Oh, she, didn't, oh, she yes, wasn't raised I'm in Brooklyn. <laughs> you know what's the purpose of being a lawyer? <laughs> Because right. that's the thing you're going to learn. And I think this is for the young, younger people and people in their 20s. The thing you're going to learn, there are a lot of gray areas. In yeah. any area, you're practicing, there are gray areas. It's not the textbook. So mm-hmm. you have to try to see how you can make it work for you, that gray area. And I'm not talking about gray areas of doing wrong things. Now, no. But I'm talking about gray areas where there's no textbook answer. There's no mm-hmm. precedent. Like what we talked about, a lot of these things, there are no precedent. And right. you just have to make judgment calls. Whereas before, with the legal world, there's a lot of a uh, heed to caution because it's real. You will lose your license, even though a lot of people don't know this, if you are not doing the right thing. And I, it's so heartbreaking to see lawyers practice law up to 50 and lose their license off for of doing some dumbness that they should have known not to do. And if they were gonna do it, you should have did it at 25, not now at 50. Right, right. So yes, so you have to know how to strike. And sometimes you have to take risks. And will I make mistakes along the way? Yes, you will make mistakes. Hopefully they're not mistakes that cost you because Mm -hmm. that was a life lesson I had to learn. Some mistakes you can't bounce back from. I haven't made a mistake I haven't been able to bounce back from. Mm -hmm. But there's some mistakes that are costly. There's some mistakes that if you make as a lawyer, you'll become that case that we read about about how you didn't file the paperwork or do things on time or hurt your client in a adverse way. Mm-hmm. So you, there are mistakes that you can bounce back from. And there are some mistakes you make. There's no bouncing back. You're going to have to take that loss and you're going to have to have some supernatural help to get out of there. Right. So yes.
0: If there's like uh, one or two things that you can just, um, summarize to help somebody that's, uh, looking to become a, a lawyer, what would <laughs>
1: Um, one make sure it's something you want to do not because you want the money because not every lawyer makes a lot of money i think we have people that are successful in professions and you have some lawyers who are struggling who lie to people Mm -hmm. i remember this girl was debt free owned a home that was worth 250k probably more now and someone who could barely pay her bills was did not had not passed the bar she's finally passed now was telling her to go to law school Law school costs a lot. So if you're going to make the decision and you're going to drop six figures or whatever the money is, make sure it's something you want to do, not because you think you're going to make a lot of money. Because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of factors that go into whether or not you'll make money. Right. So make sure it's something that you want to do too. I think for this goes for minorities because I feel like there's less of us in the field. And I feel like there are a lot of discouraging factors, especially if you go to a PWI. You will meet people who will tell you things that you thought this nation was past since 19 whatever year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: However, you have to know your worst. You have to know your value. And just because you get certain grades or certain scores or you have a professor tell you you don't have what it takes, trust me, you have what it takes. And your ancestors are proof that you have what it takes. So you will come out. You will come out better than it's than you started. And a lot of people that were at the bottom of the class were not considered top-notch. A lot of them today, they've paved careers and ways that are unimaginable. And some of them are actually making more than these gold star people.
0: Yeah, these so, I believe people. You're right.
1: Yes. So you have to believe in yourself. And it doesn't matter all that stuff and the stress and the strain you're going through. It will help you make sure that you're proficient, make sure you develop relationships. Relationships matter. I cannot stress this enough. Do not go in school. Or I don't talk to people. No, you need to be networking. When I was mm-hmm. in school, I was everywhere I needed to be. Everyone <laughs> knew who I was. And I cannot stress because I learned that and I valued my relationships because Even people who you might not get along with today, when you get out of school, they might actually make some calls for you to get a job or get your foot in the door. So respect people, value relationships, socialize. Getting out means going to events, mixing with people. When someone has something, you could come by for five minutes because that was the way I was. I'd be in and out. I was not concerned with being there from the beginning to the end. But get your name and your face out there. Try to meet with people, get mentors, because mentorship matters. Your mentor may not be able to make a call for you, mm-hmm. but they will help find, um, refine you to the point that you can reach levels that you never imagined. So that's what I would say. I would say, one, make sure you want to go. And I think I'm going to add a little bit more. One, make sure you want to go. <laughs> Two, <laughs> To believe in yourself because you're gonna have a lot of people tell you what you're not. I mean, that's just the, the legal game. Yeah. We are professional haters. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I love. I love lawyers. I have friends. I love daily, but we are trained to be professional haters. Oh, don't do this. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that is how we are trained to think, and it comes in handy when you need us for those matters so believe in yourself know who you are do not get stuck in a moment because that moment will not be a lifetime how you started is not how you're going to end and three mentorship you need to mentor mentors and you need to cultivate relationships with people that are power players or on their way to be power players. and you don't have to seek them out you'll know and you'll know what wounds you fit into and the wounds you fit into you run with it. The wounds that you're rejected, you walk away from because sometimes rejection is the blessing of God. Oh Why my do I God! Say that? Yeah. Because I remember sometimes I wanted to be friends with people or be mm-hmm. down with people, and then God, God has a way of you're not there, but then right. you find out some back information that no, that wasn't a good fit. No. Or the person ends up having some kind of tumble that if you were connected, mm-hmm. you'd have went down that path of even having public shame or humiliation. So understand that rejection is God's protection and walk in the doors that you are supposed to walk into. And that can only come, yes, that can only come with guidance and knowing yourself, divine guidance. Mm -hmm. So I want to make that clear for anyone. You have to know yourself and you'll learn yourself over time. When you're in twenties, you're unsure unsure of yourself and you're making um mistakes but as you get older and older you develop confidence and the main thing is do not procrastinate make that call make that connection go to coffee Get do a virtual whatever virtual happy hour learn how to cultivate relationships you don't need all the money in the world because i have known that it's just it's so important that you keep in contact with people because people and your friends even the ones that get on your nerve have a way of cultivating stuff that you could never cultivate by just being by yourself so stop mm-hmm. with that stuff that you have to be a hermit or I don't mix with people no you need people that's the only way you will succeed because your crew sometimes won't have what you need and you're going to have to step out that box mm-hmm. and talk to people that you normally wouldn't talk to to get to the next level so that mm-hmm. is where I'll end it that's <laughs> But I had a good talk. It was nice talking to you. If you ever want me back on, I'll
0: be Oh, absolutely. Because we wanted to touch base on all these things, what's happening current uh, with the pandemic, with the rental and with the businesses and uh, the fact that uh, with the whole law. How does it it work? So we wanted to touch base on that first. But I know when you come back, there's a lot of things we want to talk about on the corporate side as far as like how to protect yourself from um, intellectual properties, um, how to find the right uh, lawyer, because there's some out there, like some questions that you need (laughs) to ask a lawyer (laughs) and uh, before you even select them, right? Because you want to know their background, like Mm -hmm. for you, like I already, I already, I want to share more of your background. Like when you intern in Los Angeles, um, you intern for the exchange commission uh, and you also work for a few other reputable companies. So you have a background that you can really dive into and you know, there's history behind that versus other people, you, you know, you find out that they are a lawyer, then you ask them, okay, what have you done or what's your history? What's, and they can't provide much or it's not it's not to the liking of someone that you think is a, a real professional, in my opinion. So definitely yeah. going to get you back on to to yeah. discuss all these things.
1: Yes. And now I'm not co- under contract so I can talk.
2: <laughs> you got to <laughs> ask those. I remember that. Talk. Yeah. I, can
1: talk. I can tell something. All right, all right. I didn't value my experience until one day I had this lady right on my... What was my net worth? And mm-hmm. I was like, what? I'm not listening to these average people no more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you came up, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's uh, why the point to value yourself comes in handy. Oh, yeah. Then I can actually talk because I have had experience. And we're going to talk about some of these cases that you've read in the news. I was probably one of those bottom feeders working on a case. But I have had knowledge from it. Okay. they've made good
0: coffee talk yeah so, no we're definitely gonna touch base on that and the other thing uh, you said that um when you walk in when i i really like this one when you said just walk in the rooms where you uh meant to be in and those you don't feel comfortable with and walk out and sometimes when you in a room or in an environment that um you don't feel like you belong uh sometimes it's, it's okay to just say this is the same for me because rejection to your point, is also a positive thing and you know where you're valued at. And yeah. if you know that you're not valued here, well, you could tell when you're valued yeah. and, if, and how much value you're bringing in. And if you're not valued there, then it's okay to say, all right, I'll, I'll bring my talents someplace else. Someplace else will value me and I'll do what I need to do there. And people look at it as a, a bad thing and sometimes is a relief it's liberating yes. because now you know. Okay, good. This ain't for me. I know where I need to be now. Now exactly. I know I gotta start doing this. So it, it was great that you said that. And uh, but I, I, I can't wait to get you back again. But yes. I know we we uh, press on time. I'm very conscious of that, and I'm not trying to hold you up for too long. Okay. I just want to say thank you so much, and it was a pleasure having you. And we'll love to have you again.
1: All right, Sam. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>